Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Down to the Core. We are your host. I am Jim. And I'm Julie. And we are the founders of Sita Hope Soul Coaching. And each week we will bring you three episodes where you will get to hear her perspective, his perspective, and, and our perspective. perspective. Today, Today you'll get, get both, both of us. us. So, so let's, let's get, get started. Good morning, Soul Family. Good morning, Soul Family. Oh, I got an ant on me. Hold on. How are we doing this morning? We're so blessed to have you hanging out here with us today. Yes, very blessed. So today we want to kind of end up end our conversation on the relationships, but uh, we want to uh, talk a little bit more about and just give clarification. I don't know that Jim didn't know if we really talked too much about like relationship with higher power. So we want to start with that, and then we're going to end with um, kind of the, the ways to navigate through um, relationships as you continue to awaken to your true higher self. So uh, why don't you get us oh started? Oh, boy. You're going to let me start today? Yeah. Um, well, I guess when I think of you know relationship with uh, your higher power, you know, I mean, obviously, it's kind of like a, um, depends who your higher power is. And, um, you know, I really, you're not going to find me using the word religion very much. Because for me, when I think of religion, I think of indoctrination and control. So, personally, I like the term faith or belief more than anything else. Because, you know, your faith and belief, it's your own personal ideology right and um the one thing i know from studying different faiths is is, it seems like you know the well let me come from a different area uh maybe it's you know some people grow up with some kind of faith and uh others grow up with little or no faith and then either one can, you know, it can either grow or go away as we, as we get older, right? So, and I, and I think it's different um, whether you grow up with faith or you don't grow up with faith, you know. So for for myself, you know, I grew up with, with no faith. So my experience in finding it uh, will definitely be different than somebody that grew up with it, obviously, right? Um so I don't want to focus maybe so much on how we find it, but how you grow, because I don't know that um, the finding it is as important <laughs> as building the relationship, you know. And so, you know, for me, you know, building that relationship really started at the point of being becoming vulnerable to God. And I like the word surrender. But let me ask you a question. I don't mean to interrupt you, but if we're talking about moving from toxic relationships into healthy relationships, Mm -hmm. you made a comment and you said, well, I didn't grow up with faith. And my initial just knowing and being around for, you know, the last 15 years, you know, around your family specifically um, is. But would everybody in your family say the same thing, that they didn't grow up with faith? And no. the reason why I ask that question is because 
you had, uh, I think it was a grandparent or something that, you know, found God mm-hmm. and, you know, that was like, there was a toxicity, not from them specifically, but I'm just, right. and, and, and there could have been at some point if we sure. go deeper into that, but sure, we're not going to sure, go that sure. deep, but, um, you know, would everybody in your family say that? And for me, mm-hmm. if your answer is no, not everybody would say that, that then becomes the toxic relationship with faith. Yeah. And this is true because our, uh, I think, Again, it comes down to what your idea of, what your idea is of toxic, right? You know, healthy, unhealthy. Um, how faith was portrayed in my family was toxic, right? I think. I mean, yeah, I'm going to say it. Yeah, it was because I would hear one thing from my grandfather, and then I would hear something else from my dad. Yeah. And, you know, the, the two never met in the middle anywhere. So it was a toxic relationship. Right. Which right? caused you to have. Which caused me just to step away a from no it. or. It, it, no. Yeah, I can't even say it was toxic because there just wasn't one. There, you know, there wasn't. Yeah. You know, if not having a relationship is toxic, then yes, mm-hmm. it was toxic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't really look at it that way because there wasn't anything for it to be toxic. And there, sure. There wasn't a and, relationship. And in my case, it was. I don't want to say the opposite, but it was still my relationship with the higher power became toxic because I was forced mm-hmm. to go to church with grandma because I was raised by my grandparents. So going to church every single Sunday with grandma, even as I got older and was trying to find my own, you know, way or answers to the toxic stuff that was going on in my life um and traumas so being forced to have this faith pushed on me mm-hmm. um you know uh pushed me away sure because even as a small child i mean i wasn't even a teenager when i came to the conclusion if i'm being really truly honest with myself uh, that the God that I was being shown was fire and brimstone, and that if I did da 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 da, I was going to hell. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even as a super small child, mm-hmm. I I wanted no part of that. And and truthfully, so with that, the thing that comes to my mind, if if you're being taught a god of fire and brimstone, that's setting you up for toxic relationship. Absolutely. Just right off the bat. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's it's a um, reward, uh, yeah. what's that called? There's consequences. You know, con- yeah, reward, consequence, you know, kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't matter what kind of relationship you're in, if it's all based on rewards and consequences, it's going to be toxic. Absolutely. It's like, potty training a kid exactly exactly well if i go pee here and i go potty you know which you can look at that from a parent perspective you go well i'd rather get in the bushes or in in the toilet than you know whatever it's the same thing it is the same thing it is the same i guess in a sense well it's same idea same idea and yeah so i think that um it's so how do we go from you know so kind of back to how do you go from 
a toxic relationship with your higher power mm-hmm. to building, you know, a healthy relationship with your higher power. Uh, for me, that moment began when I surrendered. I'm going to use the word ego. Mm. Um, because I think when I really, I was going to say just surrender self, but I think that self part really is the ego. Yeah. And I think that's a better description because up until that moment in my life, I was in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that were working pretty well. But the majority of things, I mean, there was other things that were not working well. Yeah. Um, but when I kind of surrendered, you know, it's that old cliche, surrender my will over to God's will, you know. Um, and you can call it what you want, but there is kind of something to it at the same time. And I don't know that it's, um, it's the will thing as much as the ego. Because when I come to who I'm, I call God, my Jesus, when I come to Jesus and surrender my ego and say how I think about things doesn't matter because I know I'm going to distort that stuff. Mm -hmm. What I need is your truth and your ideas. And when I kind of get to that point where I'm ready to listen and hear what Christ has to say, then um, for me, that's when things really started to change. Right. And, you know, and it's funny because, you know, I hear you hear people all the time will say, well, God told me, you know, this or that or, and, you know, and people get down on people for that and and, and whatever, you know, it's, it's your own, it's your own story, right? It's, it's, it's you. Um, and, but I think it's, it's super important, you know, so for me, for the first, up until last year, probably not too many times did I ever have God tell me to do something I wanted to do. Right. You know, and then when he did tell me to do something that I wanted it to, like move to Coos Bay. Yeah. Was probably the first time. Because um, that was really something I had wanted to do my entire life. Then all of a sudden, I was stuck in the spot of, well, is this me or is it God? Is it me or is it, you know, trying to figure out whose voice am I really hearing, you right. know? Um, and it was okay because I went through the process of really understanding it really was God because he made things happen for us to be able to do that um but you know now and i think it's just growth you know the more you know um hearing his voice it's you know um it is things that i've wanted to do that i've sacrificed or i've held back and not you know for whatever reason that now i'm feeling like god saying it's okay to do these things for yourself Mm. and that that's just foreign to me because i've never wanted to do anything for myself before you know um, so it's, it's all growth and it's all learning, you know, to hear the voice and, um, to trust the voice. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think for me, it, it really began at that point of a really kind of surrendering my ego and just saying, you know what, I don't know how to do this thing called life. Yeah. And, um, I can't really listen, listening to other people just makes it more confusing and then you're stepping into their ego you know into the system and stuff so really the only way to true freedom away from the system is going to a higher source yeah you know and i think you know what draws me to native cultures and customs or indigenous you know throughout the entire world is that that stuff is taught i mean it's part of their culture yeah you know the spirituality is it's 
deeply embedded in the culture and, you know, they're, they're taught how to, you know, listen to their heart instead of their minds. You know, it's what spirit have to stay instead of rationalize it out. You know, um, this is what you're taught. So just do it that way. It's, it's not like that. It's, you know, it always comes down to the, the spiritual aspect of life first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me, uh, I don't know. I was, you know, I mean, I do know, but I, I was such an angry person up until even just a few years ago, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, that started to change as I did find uh, my higher power, which I also choose to, you know, name God or Jesus. Um, but even, even through that, when I, you know, gave my life back over to Christ and all that, there was still so much trauma and just stuff going on in my life that I was still pretty angry. And I, I feel for myself that I put on a facade because that's what I was taught to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you found Christ now. Things are great. You're all good. And don't get me wrong. There were days, more days than not from before, um, that that were truly happy. But in that, I always still question, like, things like, is this all there is to life? Like, you know, blah, blah, all of that stuff. Sure. And, um, you know... Like I had said in the beginning, at a very young age, I really, truly, if I'm being completely honest, at a super, super young age, I did not want anything to do with the God that I was shown at a young age. Sure. And so I would go put on the facade, put on the pretty little dress, do all of the things, and be the good little, you know, uh, Christian little girl that come to church with her grandma with the little blonde hair and in her ponytails and, you know, pigtails or whatever. And, but in the background, I was doing other things sure. that weren't, you know, as people would say, godly or Christ-like or whatever the case is. And because I was doing what I wanted to do or what had been taught to me through whatever, traumas, this and that. And so I can honestly say, I mean, even though I gave my life over to Christ almost 20 years ago again, um, after turning my back and just going and living life and not, you know, God was always there and I, you know, I would feel or hear him or her or whatever. And it, you know, when, when things got rough, you know, I would always go to that place. But I think that was more, um, of my own consciousness saying, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this. Why are, you know, this isn't a good thing to be doing. Yeah. Your life obviously isn't going well, blah, 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 all the things. So it's like somebody who, we talked about this yesterday, gets a hangover, wakes up the next day and is like, oh, what was I thinking? But any other day when they're just moderately having a drink, enjoying mm -hmm. their time, sure. there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. So why all of a sudden is it bad? Yeah. Right? Right. So kind of thing. It's because you have a consequence. Your consequence exactly. is you feel like crap and now yeah. you're like, oh, man, I really should quit drinking. And, right. and it's because society has said, you know, and granted, I... Please hear me. I am a drug and alcohol counselor. I get there are some people that just cannot drink alcohol and do it in moderation. I understand that. Not everybody can do that. But 
if someone can't, why, why do we do that? Because society has said these things exactly. are bad. That's why, right? So going back into moving into my healthy relationship with my higher power, I can honestly say, and I don't think I've ever said this out loud, <laughs> that that truly didn't start happening until a couple of years ago mm -hmm. when I was forced. Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to get into the details of that, but forced to pick up my own cross mm -hmm. and 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 start questioning and going really is this what this is all about yeah you know and once i was able because i struggled with that because i was indoctrinated mm -hmm. into this is what it's supposed to be this is how the system works and if you don't do it this way you know yeah. then you're wrong and so it took me a long time to really move into that healthy relationship with my higher power. Mm -hmm. Or, if I'm being honest, my higher powers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that... So the first thing, I guess, that... Because you know me, I always like coming up with questions. Because <laughs> I think it helps stuff. So... My question to you would be, how do you, how can you tell, or how do you think you can tell, maybe, if you're, if you're in a good relationship with your higher power? The first thing that comes to mind when you say that is, life moves smoothly. Smoothly. That's great. You great know, answer. life uh -huh. moves smoothly, and um, you are 100% confident within yourself, mm -hmm. knowing Every day I wake up, I do certain things, and I am, I, I search out what higher power wants for me that day. I mean, whatever that yeah. is. Wants to talk to me, just wants to show me the beautiful trees and appreciate the nature of the day or whatever, you know, that may be. I'm just, I just be. Yeah. I learned to just be instead of my ego jumping in the way and going, okay, well, we got that, da, 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 da. I, there's this agenda and we got to do this and we got to do that. Why not just get up and just be? Mm -hmm. Yes. Do we have a schedule like today? We, we are working. We are, we have a couple things we have to do, but in the meantime, until that time comes, what do you do? Yeah. You know, I can still just be while I'm working. Yeah. I know that I have to do this at this time or this at this time. But in the meantime, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Am I, um, because for me, uh, I, when I just sit and not do anything and not just, I hate to say it like this, but just be duh. Uh -huh. I guess if that makes sense. Sure. Be that dead human mm -hmm. that is stressing out about, you know, my relationship with my daughter, my relationship with my grand, my relationship with this, my relationship with that, or all of these other things that, you know, the dishes that are piled up on the counter, all of those things. If I am like focused on that before anything else of my day or focused on what Facebook says or Instagram says or any of that, I find that my day is more chaotic mm -hmm. and I find that I get caught up in the 
the negativity, the negative yeah. polarity. Sure. And when I start my day in the positive polarity um, and just being with whatever higher power wants to come to me that day mm -hmm. and say, here, I'm going to guide you through the day. Um, it makes a difference. Yeah. It, it makes a huge difference for me mm -hmm. personally. Um, and so learning to just be, I think has been, I kind of sort of forgot what your question was. I'm sorry, but how do you know if you're, oh, if you're really, yeah, how do you know? I, sorry. I'm like, I, uh, I, I don't know. I was saying it. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember. So I hope that was like two sense. minutes ago. <laughs> but, um, you know, just, just waking up in the morning and just, you know, giving my life immediately over and just yeah. w walking in that positive polarity and, and hear me, I'm not talking toxic positivity because there is a difference. Yes, I believe there is. there is a difference, but, um, it, you know, it, it just helps. And it that's does. how I know, that's how I know that, you know, my life has completely changed these last couple of years. And I cannot, I can't even stand in the mirror anymore and look at myself and I'm not boasting, but I can't stand in the mirror anymore and look at myself and say hurtful things That's good. to myself anymore. And that right there for me is a huge difference because for 30 something years, I woke up every day. You're ugly, you're fat, look at what you've done to yourself. All of these mm -hmm. yucky things, you know, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, sure, my my human self tries to come in from time to time, but I'm able to push it aside now because I know that I'm none of those things. Yeah. So that in itself mm -hmm. tells me that I am in a different place. Sure. In a healthy relationship with my higher power. Sure. No, that's great, babe. That's great. And I think for me, it all has to do with peace. Um, it's always, ever since I found Christ, has been my, uh, it's been my gauge. You know, if if I have peace in my life, then I know that my relationship with God is good. If um, I'm focused on the world and there's no peace, then my relationship is struggling. Yeah. You know, it might not be like toxic, but, but it's not good. It's not where it needs to be. Um, I was having a conversation with our boss the other day and I was telling him about when we moved down to Coos Bay and, um, you made me take a year sabbatical and, you know, it, you know, most people would be woohoo, you know, I get to take a year off and, you know, just sit on their butts and, you know, drink beer and watch TV all day or whatever. And, um, and, you know, as much as I embraced the time and I was able to take the dogs to the beach every day and walk and do, you know, things, um, it took me quite a while for me to find my peace in that. Remember you remember? That. I mean, it's just because I had to like was, literally reprogram my yeah, brain because yeah. my brain and my body both, you know, my, my body was not doing really good then, but just physically, um, but my brain is so programmed that it has to be doing stuff every single second of the day, you know, that it, it took me a long time to find, to find, and I probably really never ever had total peace until we bought our property or until we right. moved out into the property, um, which leads me to where I have always found my peace 
and really my connection with God is outside. Mm -hmm. um, example, you know, we were talking about it yesterday was, you know, I it's taken me 58 freaking years <laughs> to be able to sit outside all day. Yeah, which we did yesterday. And not feel like I have to be doing something else. Right. Or I should be doing something else. Or, um, well, if I'm outside here and I want to get closer to God, then I need to read my Bible or I need to turn on worship, you know, all this big, long list of things. And no, I don't. All I need to do is just sit and be and listen to the wind and the birds and the bees and the, you know, all the things. And it, uh, it fills my soul. It always has. I never realized it in my younger days that that's what was happening. I mean, I always knew it made me feel better. I mean, yeah. obviously, but I, I guess the on the in, in my mind that was all physical stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, there I never saw the spirituality that was happening inside of me, and but I know now that you know it did. It, it totally connected me. You know, yeah. to you know the spirit and. Um, and empowered me, you know, and strengthened me, you know, because I would work so many hours. The only way I could get uh, filled back up was leaving the insanity of it, going to my little spot in the desert <laughs> for a week or two and coming back, you know. And when I did that or went to the beach for a day and just sat on the beach and drank beer all day, um, I would come back just reinvigorated and ready yeah. to, to go back, you know. So being outside for me has always been that connection. And I think that, um, I think it should, I think that's how it's supposed to be, you know, society, you know, we, we've built all these walls and brick and mortar things. And, you know, it seems like society has done everything to separate us from nature, yeah. which is the very thing that is life giving, Yeah. you know, and that's the other thing I appreciate about the indigenous cultures is it's not like that for them. It's right. all about nature, and because they understand where the where the power comes from. Yeah. Um. You know. So I think it's um when you find that peace, and you know, and you know, maybe you're not an outdoorsy kind of person, and you just you're listening to them, and you're thinking, yeah, no, there's no way I can go out and do that. Then you know what? It doesn't matter what it is. Um. But that one thing that, or maybe you, hopefully you got a couple things that bring you, you know, that peace. Um. And when you feel that peace, you know, because for me, it's like, you know, you have peace when things go sideways and it doesn't bother you. Yeah. You know, like our tires and now we've had some stuff happen since yeah. we've left home, Yeah. but not one time has it rattled us. No, not one time. We have laughed and joked and just said, praise God, you know, that yeah. we can, you know, get it fixed and we can move on. And, you know, it kind of is what it is, yeah. you know? And I, I think for me that, that that's, that's the measuring point, mm -hmm. you know, is when things, you know, maybe aren't exactly how we wanted them to be, you know, but we're still happy and still enjoying life, then that is a catalyst for me to look at and say, yeah, you know, my relationship with God is amazing right now. Yeah. And just because I'm not doing some things that other people might think we should be doing or whatever, everyone's journey is different, yeah. you know, and um, I've never felt closer to God ever in my life than I do right now. Yeah, me too. So I think that kind of just takes us into, you know, kind of moving through, like navigating, um, moving from toxic relationships of self, God, and others into healthy ones. And if we bring it all together, you made a comment right there at the end where you said, you know, 
I'm not living my life for everybody else. Although everybody else has opinions on how mm. I should be living my life, mm. usually. They do. Um, and, or they don't agree or whatever the case is. That in itself is what helps bring in that toxic relationship <laughs> with does. others. Because, yeah. I mean, you get into... And, and we've even done it. We have. You know, have. with others and also, yep. you know, our kids or whatever the case is. You know, so I know that there are probably people that are listening to this podcast that either A, have known us, family, whatever the case is, and they're like, well, that's not who you are because that's not how you were with me or that's right. not, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you're absolutely correct. Yeah. That is who we were. Uh-huh. Because we were a part of that system and that society. Exactly. However, we are here to tell you that that is not who we are today. No, exactly. And it is okay that we have made the changes that we have made. It is. And so how do we, how have we been able to navigate those relationships and move into that healthy relationship? So... We originally talked about um, moving from toxic relationship with self into healthy relationship with self. Mm. So my question for you is how have you moved into, how have you been able to navigate that? It starts with being comfortable in your own skin. You know, you got to love yourself. Yeah. You know, I'm a firm believer, man. I'll say it till the day I'm not here anymore. You can't love anybody else until you love yourself. Right. I just, I don't believe that you can. And I know when I look back on my journey, that's where everything changed. Because it wasn't when I gave my life to Christ. It wasn't when he took all my anger away. I mean, that was, I took five freaking years, you know. Um, It wasn't until I was rock bottom and then got into recovery. I mean, my gosh. So after I met Jesus, you know, it was another five, six, seven, almost eight years before I learned to love myself. Or actually love myself. You know, so, and it wasn't, and then right after that, God brought me you, Yeah. you know, and it didn't happen before that because I wouldn't have been able to love you because I yeah. didn't love myself. So, yeah. um, so for me, I, I, I really, in my journey that that's where it all started was, yeah. was really being okay with me. And then, um, the, the two words that I guess pop in my mind one is learning to serve others unconditionally, mm-hmm. um, not expecting anything back, just showing love, you know, so I would say, cause love was the other word, you know, so it's kind of like which you know, love yourself, but then it's loving others and serving others. Mm-hmm. Um, because as, as when you do that, it's Jesus says, be the light into the world. You know, yeah. that's how you do it. Yeah. You know, and people say, well, it can't be that easy, but I really think that it is. I think that society and the church and just men, you know, and women, they want to come up with this, all these rules and formulas for everything. And I I think it's all BS because I think it just comes down to love and service. When when you can master those, I, everything else just falls into place. Yeah. So I think for me, um, when it comes to um, the number one thing that I learned, it's same, is loving myself. And But I say with that, 
that I don't necessarily agree. I used to I say all the time that, you know, well, you can't love uh, others until you love yourself. Yet I wasn't loving myself. And sure. I was giving, giving, giving to everyone else. And there's some truth to that. Don't get me wrong. Because I wasn't giving without expectation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't truly giving to others, you know, that genuine love. Because I didn't genuinely love myself. Sure. And, but God still sent me you. Yeah. And... That was to teach me uh-huh. how to truly love because you came into the relationship loving yourself to a point that you could give to me so much love that I wanted to be able to do the same. And so because of the toxicity that I had with relationships with others from traumas and things like that, um, it took me. Uh, and I feel, I mean, now hear me out. I still, and you and I've had this discussion offline, but, um, you know, I still loved you, mm-hmm. um, obviously, but my version of love was very different. Sure. Um, and now that I can t- say that I truly love myself, I have literally watched my love for you change, you know, in the way that I do things. I mean, all the way down to the simplest thing of this morning, I was making a bagel, putting some ham on it. My old self would have never offered you the other half of that bagel. And if I did, and you said yes, I'd have gotten upset kind of thing. So, so, and, and I know that seems you know, somebody may be listening to this and being like, that's kind of stupid. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Because it comes all the way down to those simplest little things of irritation within ourselves because our ego says, well, you can't have the other half of my bagel. Then why the frick did you offer it? Yeah. You know? So, but I genuinely love you enough to say, I know you already had breakfast, but Maybe it wasn't enough. Let me offer you this. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely want to share it with you. Yeah. Because I genuinely love myself enough to say, hey, I'm willing to give you part of my bagel, mm-hmm. even though my ego says you want the whole thing. I know I can't really <laughs> truly eat that whole thing. I know, right? So I'm going to stuff myself and gore myself with something and feel miserable the rest of the day because I don't want to share it with somebody else. I mean, that's just, that's that, you know, that's just dumb. So, so anyhow, it does come down to genuinely learning to love yourself so that you can genuinely learn to love others. Um, and then that moves us into moving from, you know, healthy relationships or into healthy relationships with others from toxic ones. And what does that, you know, what does that look like? How have you been able to navigate well, that? I think that, you know, your toxic relationships with others, you, you know, you try and reconcile them the best that you can. Um, first, you have to recognize it, right? Recognize your part and your part's the only part you're responsible for. So, you know, you have to, Sometimes you got to pause and take take a gander at that, and, and then, you may hear things that you don't want to hear. You may hear things you don't want to hear. Almost always, you're going to hear some things you don't want to hear. Um, 
you know, but you got to, you know, just, you got to listen to it and, um, you got to discern, you know, kind of, it's making the switch from thinking about things from your brain and maybe thinking about things from your heart, you know, a little bit more as well, because your heart, you know, I, I believe your heart, I mean, that's God's spirit talking to you. Um, I think that's how we hear it is through our heart, not our brain. Um, I think brain's all ego, you know, so I think that's like the two different things there, but it's, uh, so you gotta, then you gotta reconcile those, you know, relation, that relationship with someone else. If it's toxic, you know, you try to talk about it, mend it, whatever you got to make amends, make amends, offer forgiveness, do whatever you got to do. But then you got to just kind of let it be, you know, you do your part. And then if that individual isn't willing to chain or, you know, to meet you in the middle, mm-hmm. let's say on that kind of stuff, um, then you have to separate yourself from that. Yeah. You know, you don't engage in the toxicity, uh, step away from that toxicity and, you know, step, you know, so for me, like, um, as I step away from people, it's funny because when I step away, I have a tendency of, uh, getting closer to God and to you, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm not running to work anymore, yeah. you know, for that stuff, which is huge for me. Um, so yeah, I think that's, you know, that's, yeah, that's what I, do. I think for me, it has been, um, the biggest piece, you know, has been in, um, you know, the loving myself piece has allowed me to, um, be able to, um, accept and set the boundaries that I need to do for myself. Um, when others in my life have, you know, hurt me, uh, and for, and then it's been also moving from that people pleasing aspect. Cause for me, that was the biggest piece was I was such a people pleaser that I didn't care what you were doing. I just wanted, you know, I would do whatever I needed to, to make sure that you were, you know, happy, even if that meant having the crap beat out of me, even though I knew that was super toxic. Mm -hmm. But so we move into, you know, into, I moved into, you know, just, um, walking on eggshells with everyone around me. And that caused me to do the same thing because that's what I learned, yeah. you know, was, well, if I, you know, cop an attitude or I, you know, act this way, then it's going to keep people at bay and, you know, nobody's going to want to be around me kind right. of thing, whatever. So moving from moving into the healthy relationship with myself helped me to see that I don't have to please everybody because everybody's mm-hmm. not going to be pleased. Yeah. And so when I stopped people pleasing, uh, then I realized that I actually have, although I have few relationships, mm-hmm. right? The relationships that really matter to me, um, and that are need to be the closest to me, they are at this point. Yeah. And now don't get me wrong. There are a few relationships I wish, you know, we were closer or whatever, but I also have realized in this time frame that that relationship really was mediocre mm-hmm. anyway. And because it's all we knew. Sure. And trying to, mm-hmm. you know, build a relationship. We just went and visited, you know, my dad. 
he's not my biological dad, but he's the only one who tried to continue to have a relationship as much as he was allowed to. And I, here I am almost 48 years old and I'm just now getting to a place where I feel like it's time, you know, to, to have a relationship instead of being angry and pissed off about what I, what I was told was actually going on. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not, you know, this person even tried to have a relationship or whatever, I'm going to take this person at their word because I don't have any other choice but to. Yeah. And that's trusting because actions are going to show more than anything else. And if the actions don't show that, then, you know, that's okay. You know, so, so learning how to, you know, navigate relationships with others, honestly has probably been the most difficult one, I think for me, Mm -hmm. because I want everyone to, you know, think I'm a good person, mom, wife, all of those Mm -hmm. things and just being true and real. So, uh, same, we kind of already talked about, you know, at the beginning of this, you know, navigating that relationship with Christ. And honestly, I just think it all just comes down to that healthy relationship with ourselves. It does. Because the reality is, is that our higher power is within us us. and it is us. And so when we can be at peace and, and understanding of that in itself, uh, I think everything else changes. It does. I agree. You know, so finding that healthy relationship with, you know, self brings everything else together. And when you have that understanding that, you know, the, the God that you're being taught about from the religious aspect that is only a part. Exactly. It is so much more deeper than that, you guys, yeah. that we are not taught to go any deeper. No. And if we try to go deeper, what happens is then we're called huh. all kinds of all things. kinds of things, yeah. you know, and um, we have to fight that also, yeah. you know, um, which just comes down to, you know, the other person's ego or judgment exactly. or whatever the case is. So. Anyhow, okay, well, let's call it for today. I hope that right, this guys. resonated with you guys. And Thanks for hanging out with us. If you guys this. have questions, um, if you're curious how you can work with us and, you know, learn how to navigate this for yourself, uh, we would love to do that. You can send us an email at seedofhope329 at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Seed of Hope Soul Coaching and on Facebook at Seed of Hope Life Coaching. We love you guys, and we hope you guys have an amazing day. Have a great day.